Welcome to FitFlow Radio, the podcast built to help you make that 1% daily improvement 10 times more impactful. I am your host, Coach Andy James. The purpose of this podcast is to help bring you the guidance required to maximize on that 1% improvement. Now, without further ado, let's jump into this podcast. Welcome back to another podcast from the FitFlow Radio. This one's going to be a little bit different this week. I've got a friend and fellow online coach, Dan Smith. You might have seen him plastered all over my stories on Instagram at some point, Mr. Vanity Smith. Um, Dan, for me, is he stands out. He stands out from the crowd for many, many reasons. Now, you might know him because of his banter, but I know him because of his work ethic. We've had deep, meaningful conversations. <laughs> but on this one, Dan is a fellow online SNC coach. His background is, I would say, you could challenge this guy on a lot of things and he's going to have an answer for it. Um, I respect his work ethic, but this reason being is because he's very, very similar to myself. Um, the way I would approach something, I see a lot of myself as somebody that's up and coming in the fitness industry. Um, I would say that anybody that's had the experience of working with Dan, you know exactly what I'm talking about at this point. Um, his catalyst into the industry really came from his love of American football back in what year? Like 2013. That's university, yeah, yeah. So he's definitely he's definitely put his background work in already. Um, but a little bit like myself, from an earlier stage of my life, I think again this is another reason as to why we connect so well is that we've got we've got a love of a sport that really allowed us to see the potential that we can create within ourselves moving forwards. Um, and generally, you know what is just is one of the the better guys that you could be around. So I would massively advise you to surround yourself with this guy's energy. He is a good guy. You'll stay around for the banter, that's for sure. Um, he's well known for it. But what I will say is you can also catch this episode on YouTube as well. Now, what we're going to be doing is any interviews coming forward in the near future, you'll be able to drop onto YouTube and see the video content as well. So jump over there, see this man's stunning face and his bandanas. Um, you'll start to see a lot more of Dan knocking around on my channels as well. He is somebody that is more than welcome to come back multiple times. Um, and I'm quite sure we'll be going into many, many, many conversations that's going to allow you to open up your mind in a different way. So first of all, Mr. Dan Smith, welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I did say that it would be a priority and I did say that you would be the first. Um, so I'm going to move my notes to the side now so that at least I'm, when I'm looking at the screen, I'm talking to you. Um, so first of all, our background, you know, we stumbled across each other through social media. Turned yeah. out that we were only like a city away from each other at the time. Um, and I think it's just more of a case of over the years, because it, it's going on some time now. Um, over the years, we've actually started to build this bromance that <laughs> definitely yeah yeah that's definitely sort of it's it's led each of us in a way that's allowed for us to grow as individuals but know that we've got we've got that good support network around us when we need it 100 percent. awesome so we were speaking about this before we jumped onto this podcast and in this one we're going to be talking about sort of more so athlete identity now this is something that resonates with me massively um being more of like a mental health situation and a mindfulness situation but also it's something that we've both experienced as well. Um, I think anybody that goes through a challenging time is more of a case of questioning how they're being seen and what, you know, what their capabilities are as an athlete. Now, 
at this point, do not switch off when you think athlete is somebody that is somebody you know, training at elite performance, because chances are I'm speaking to you right now as well. You know, you, the person that is listening to this podcast right now, you are an athlete. So I'm going to let Dan take over at this point and just let him emphasize a little bit on what he stands by an athlete identity. Yeah, so 100%. As soon as anyone hears athlete, they think you need to be competing in a sport at a high-end level, waking up at 5 a.m. and doing your ice-cold showers to start your day. Um, I don't really believe in that. Um, I believe that if you are a recreational gym-goer, a couch to 5K, or anything within that, so sort of sport within like a Sunday league, you are an athlete. For me, an athlete is someone that's physically active, competing or pushing themselves, trying to better themselves. Um, so it includes the vast majority of, of the active population. Um, and I think people just undersell themselves when they don't, when they don't put themselves or don't class themselves as, as an athlete in that sense. I completely agree. I mean, switching your mindset from I'm just an average fitness goer um, day to day, really to sort of seeing yourself as actually, you know what, I put in the work. So yeah. being seen for what the, you know, that, that emphasis of that energy that you're putting into something wants to be rewarded in a way that I'm not just an average kind of person, you know, that whole athlete identity, that athlete mindset is building yourself, building a better version of yourself to be able to either challenge or overcome the things that show up in front of you, not just on a physical capability, but on a mental capability as well. So for me, I would definitely agree in the sense of the everyday gym goer isn't actually seen realistically as an everyday gym goer. I mean, I know I, me as a coach, the way I would approach somebody that came to me that said I was training four or five days a week, that to me is the beginning stages of becoming an athlete. Yeah. So what I would say at that point, realistically then is the mentality that somebody has in seeing themselves progress into a three to four day is a transitional phase of you are sort of more of a general day-to-day -day fitness kind of person, but having an athlete identity, that athlete mindset, is literally one step away from you taking that step in yourself and going, right, you know what? Now it's time to level up. But also having the identity of an athlete says to me that I am capable of overcoming most things, if not everything that you know, stands in my way. And this being physical or mental. Challenge something from an athlete identity mindset is more of a case of, I know I'm going to overcome this because I can train, I can physically train my body into a situation that will it will defeat whatever is in front of me. But there's also an issue that comes with an athlete identity. And this is the bit that we want to lean into a little bit more today is yeah. it's having that identity stripped away. What happens to an athlete when that defining characteristic that they see within themselves, which really allows them to operate at their maximum potential, when that's stripped away, what actually happens you tell me, like from your experience, Dan, with regards to, because I know that you've gone through something. And so give the background and then give, give the listeners regards as to what that felt like going through that period. So my, my sport of choice when I came to university was American football. Um, 
and I turned out to be all right. I, I wasn't bad. I made the starting team, was enjoying it, was, was loving it. And I identified as an American footballer within university as an athlete. Um, after about a year of playing, I was unfortunate enough to get um, a knee injury requiring an operation and then a year out of all sport, basically. Um, so I went from training with the team three times a week, four times a week, uh, playing a game once a week and then training in the gym again three to four times um, to basically struggling to pull my trousers up at the start of it when, when I came out of hospital. Um, so straight away, this, this strips back my identity. Now, I obviously had my, my goal to return to sport, return to play. Um, but knowing that that's not going to be there for a year, that's, that's quite a hard, hard situation. Then if you jump forward one year again, I'm playing. I do the exact same thing on the opposite knee. So this is an ACL um, injury I'm talking about, ACL rupture. Um, probably one of the most dreaded things to hear as an athlete. Um, being a coach, being an influencer, whatever you want to call it, um, I put a lot of my life online. And I know people are probably following this and I needed to lead by example. Well, that's how I saw it. So after that operation, again, another nine months of rehab. Um, after, after like those added three, three months onto it of like returning to play, I was playing again. And then unfortunately, um, tore my meniscus. So not as serious, um, but by the age of what well, I would have been 23, I'd had three knee operations. I'd gone through three um, times having my identity as an athlete taken away from me. As well as that, I had had like a broken wrist, some internal bleeding and a few concussions as well. So it's fair to say that American football and I didn't see eye to eye. But for some reason, I was always drawn back and always, I, I just loved it. So in each of these down periods, um, I'll be the first one to say that some mornings when I woke up and my knee was aching, um, I felt awful. I, like my mindset wasn't there. I wasn't the bubbly guy that you probably see on Instagram or YouTube or whatever it's going to be, Facebook. Um, and for me, that's when I moved into coaching a little bit because I couldn't identify as an athlete. I moved into a number of different things. And each time I had to shift and, and set a new goal for me. So I knew that putting on my kit wasn't, wasn't viable, but perhaps being able to squat to 90 degrees, that would be my new goal. And I'd be my own athlete working towards that new goal. Far from the goal that a year or two years down the line, I'll still be wanting to work towards, but I had to move those goalposts. Um, and I think it, the mentality that you have to have is that your identity isn't fully stripped of you. It's just that it needs a bit of a reconfiguration and, and, and move a little bit. I was still lucky enough to be around the team. Um, I was still lucky enough to coach and do some, some work. Um, I mean, I was in the gym on my crutches, just finding anything. Oh, a seated row that I can use without putting any pressure through my legs. Brilliant. Let's do 10 sets of 10 on that. Um, so so there, were, there was a way that I'd, I'd work around um, and just have to shift those goalposts, I think. But the mentality side of it did take a massive kick. And I'm sure my family and my friends um, probably noticed, well, definitely noticed that. 
So looking back, I mean, there's a couple of things I would like to touch upon with what you said there. Um, I think the biggest one is is understanding that the identity is isn't realistically the sense of being the player, but more so about the commitment and the involvement of progression of becoming a better athlete, regardless of what the outcome is like. Obviously, you were training for the sport, but outside of that, when you had the sport taken away from you, it was more of a case of finding the areas that you could still benefit from by performing as an athlete, but in a different setting. Yeah, 100%. And I might be jumping the gun here, um, but I feel that that links to the current situation we're in massively. Um, we've had something we love, something we basically worship, if, if you want to go that far. The gym locked down, taken away from us. And that's where we can find that identity that my gym identity isn't simply just bench pressing heavy. I love that and I will always love that. But I've started doing a little bit more of a different style workout and I've found out that it's actually just the fitness. It's the getting my heart rate elevated. It's the trying to progress. Like I'm awful at running. I know that. Like I'm seeing every, all of my friends put on Strava how quick they are. Um, and I'm over minutes behind them but i'm seeing progress and that's that's part of it moving that goalposts if i showed you my strava's got zero i'm on it <laughs> but i've never used it <laughs> so you're beating me currently so <laughs> at present i wouldn't worry about that you're one ahead yeah, of yeah. somebody <laughs> yes yeah. um, but no i mean i completely agree I, I would say obviously with with what the world's going through right now um i do believe for a lot of people there is there's definitely been an, an identity shift in how they see themselves prior to being in a lockdown situation. Um, and again, it doesn't need to be so much how you categorize yourself as an athlete. Just know that if you're training five, six times a week and it's at a level that is progressively challenging week on week, you're an athlete. So this applies to you. But having that having that go-to taken away from you, having that identity, you know, you might sort of identify yourself as a sort of a gym goer, a powerlifter, a bodybuilder, um, an athlete, somebody that's in a progressive, I don't to have to be saying it's a sport. It's just more of a way of being. It's a lifestyle. It's a progressive kind of lifestyle. But having that identity stripped away from you, um, I actually massively felt this when first time around, the big one was, when I did my knee, um, see, I, I suffer with Oscar Slatter in my right knee. So that issue really stopped me from progressing with my approach to the whole American football side of things. Uh, but it did put me into the fitness industry, which again, because of you know, the challenging progression of it, it's just something that I've always had a love for. But now seeing a very similar situation where, again, it's, I mean, like you said, prize again onto this podcast it, this situation is out of our control and rightly so but in the sense of you know places being locked down but also in the same respect comes with that the identity shift that people are having to make is they're now not seeing themselves as the athlete that they were prior to gyms being yeah. closed because simply put is that you go with a mindset of achievement you go with a mindset of challenging and any athlete knows that the goal in front of them is to win. You know, 
simply put is if you do not leave where you are you know that place that you are going to whether it be a field a gym you know a pitch anything it's always about the win now the win in a gym environment is beating personal best seeing development seeing progress there's always the goal attached to the win but not knowing where to place the win when it comes to this identity shift of having this pandemic strip away this identity that a lot of us have created that in itself left a lot of people lost they were directionless and i can put myself in that category massively yeah uh a hundred percent so um when i came back so i'd been away for a bit and then obviously lockdown happened and i had to had to come back to the uk um i had access to like a couple of bands or whatever and, and i didn't have a didn't have a routine, didn't have a target, didn't have a plan because I don't think anyone expected it to last this long, if I'm honest. Um, and then as it became evident that it's, it's a bit more serious than perhaps we first anticipated and that um, our place of therapy, work, whatever you want to call it, will be shut down. Mm. Um, there was one of two ways we could either try and change what our goals are or change where we're currently take a little diversion or just throw everything out the window and as cringy as it is. And if, if you already follow me or if you get to know me, you'll know I'm, I'm not one to hide away from a cringy cliche and I'm going to go with control your controllables. And yes, that is all we can do in this current situation. So my controllable was okay. My cardiovascular endurance is horrendous as I've been trying to gain weight and gained like 10 kilograms in this off season. I went for a bike ride and honestly felt like my lungs were coming out my chest. There's something that I know I can improve. There's something that I can control. Um, and there's something that we can progress. So I think that is the main factor for me is control what I can control. If you can't control it, we can't worry about it. Like worrying isn't going to change a thing at this stage. Um, I think for a lot of people, um, I mean, obviously, as we're talking about the whole athlete identity is that when you start progressing uh, and you've been in a certain way for so long that your, your entire identity is made up of this path that you've created for yourself and anything off that path. So let's take, for instance, uh, I mean, obviously, it's, it's both of our backgrounds. We're both, we're both into S&C, strength and conditioning. Um, if, you if you took the strength side of things as progressively lifting heavier on your three compound lifts. Anything outside of progression on those specific things kind of leads us off the path of what we're trying to create. But I think one of the biggest issues that a lot of people had in identifying who they were when, and this, this is applicable at any point. So, I mean, if you come across something that takes you out of a sport or takes you out of a progressive uh, training program, anything along the lines of that alters this um, athlete pathway that you've created. I think this isn't just pandemic related or to previous sports. This could happen at any point of time in your life. It's how you shift the mentality to know that you can still progress. It's not so much a case of you have to be the specific person that you've been so in line with for so long that you've now lost all perspective of who you could be outside of you know, pulling a, pulling a big, big deadlift or having a huge bench press. You know, they're all, they're all great things. We know we've all, we've all pushed for these numbers. We've all got good numbers behind us. 
but in respect of what it's really producing long-term, um, sort of more from a mental wellness perspective of things. I think as an athlete, what you do is you actually pull back to really focus on that one specific area that you can progress with so harshly that it, it sort of catapults you forwards in your speciality. But neglecting all the other areas that you can then sort of pivot and move to has really sort of pulled you away from the bigger picture. And it's allowing that bigger picture to now become part of the reality that your identity is whatever you get to create. You know, you are whatever you decide to be as an athlete. You don't have to be defined by one characteristic. And that's, I'm a gym goer. I'm a powerlifter. I'm, I'm a bodybuilder. You don't have to be specifically defined to know your identity as an athlete moving forwards is I'm one thing. You can be a multitude of things. But realistically said is that it's more of a case of how do you move through identifying that point where it's I now need to make a shift because something is now stopping me from progressing. Yeah, it is a that that's the golden question. I think knowing when to make that decision and only yourself will know that for you. Um, for me, it was the inconsistency within my workouts when I came back. And if you followed me on Instagram again, you probably saw I did 50 live workouts in a row um, every day, clock in. And for me, that was setting my consistency. That was holding myself accountable. Um, if I have some followers knowing that I'm going to be live at three, then I'll have that accountability. And I think that's the first thing that I needed to change is my motivation perhaps that wasn't there just to throw a backpack around for 45 minutes in my back garden. So I needed something to shift. And for me, the first thing was accountability. Whether I had one person or a hundred people watching, I didn't care. I said, I'm gonna turn up every day for 50 days and do this. And that's when I realized that where I wanted to shift because it was a backpack that probably weighed what, 10 kilograms max at times but I was still out of breath. I was still having doms occasionally. I was still progressing. And that for me was the catalyst that, okay, I can still do something here. Um, it just took me to jump out my comfort zone a little bit, jump online. Like that was the first Facebook, um, Instagram live I did. I didn't really know what I was doing. What's the worst that's going to happen. I'm going to screw up. Um, and that was, that's what I needed to do was to find myself accountable and for different people, it's going to be different things. And I'm sure you can reach out to myself or Coach Andy, and we can try and help identify what your needs are or what you feel like you're, you need to address first. But that's going to come from you. So I, want to re, I just want to rewind the clock a little bit here. So yeah, going through your three phases of, sort of limiting restrictions with your knee. Yeah. Each time going through something, I'd imagine the second time round would have been twice as hard mentally to deal with knowing what you'd gone through the first time. The first time around, I'd, I, I could, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm only speaking from any experiences that I've gone through, but I'll let you elaborate in a second. Yeah. But the first time round, realistically, what went through your mind in the sense of not so much being stripped away of the identity side of things, but knowing how to make a move forwards 
the weirdest thing is, so the first, when it happened, I was obviously playing the sport and I felt my knee buckle. I wasn't doing studying sport and exercise science at the time. I was on a criminology course, but that's a whole, whole another aspect we can talk about potentially one other time. So I didn't know what an ACL was. I didn't know how severe this injury was. I carried on playing. Um, I actually went out that night uh, with some friends and, and when I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh, my knee is aching. And I had work at 6 a.m. So I'm hobbling in. I did a class with my knee ballooned up and, and being in quite severe pain. My full shift went, um, finished at two, went to A&E. I was like, there's something wrong with this. And they said, um, we're going to have to get you an MRI, blah, blah, blah. Later down the line, they tell me, okay, you've ruptured your ACL. I was like, okay, can you, can you tell me how, like, when can I play again? And they said, oh, it's probably going to be like nine months to a year. And I cried, like, which was really annoying because the like nurse that told me she was pretty good looking. <laughs> and, um, and I'm just, I'm there like, what, 19 years old crying. I was like a year. So for me, I was lucky that I got the, the physio through the NHS and it was quite close to where I lived. So I was going almost daily and it was interesting because it was a whole new thing I'd never really gone through and like learning the process, investing in the process, setting these small goals and seeing even like the level that I could bend my leg increase almost weekly was, was massively motivational for me. Um, and because it's all new and I didn't know the next steps, I didn't know what was coming. I didn't know how long it was going to last or how long the pain would last. I wouldn't say it was enjoyable at all. That's the wrong, the wrong word, but it was interesting. And especially from a coach, his point of view who potentially will have to take an athlete through this, hopefully not. It was interesting to learn. And I think that's the first time around. That's what kept me motivated and positive striding forward. So, yeah, I mean, what I hear when you say that is more of a case of you were in a way forced to look at different avenues of creating a positive outcome from something that at the time was very traumatic. And I think with regards to identifying who you are as an individual when it comes to knowing when to make a shift, I think you have to look beyond the comforts that you create day to day that allow you to be the person that you are, that shows up the, the way that you do that, you know, everybody around you identifies with you in a specific way, knowing that you you're going to become somebody else because of something that's been traumatic at that particular point in time. I think a lot of people really need to approach this as more of a case of this is, uh, this is more of uh, as bad as it sounds. It's, it's a, it's a bad situation leading into a silver lining scenario. Yeah. Uh, but the growth inside of that is that the individual that, that's kind of put in this restrictive position is allowed to put the time in to focus on the what if the, 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 the next move that, process moving forwards every single time you do so there's there's an element of growth like you explaining there just taking away from the fact that you couldn't now play the sport that you love so much this is prior to you even being in the fitness side of things you are now understanding that the body in itself can be used as a progressive tool so bending again getting that mobility back into the knee getting the strength back into the knee 
getting down to that 90 degree bend like you're saying within a squat all those things are challenging things but i think a lot of people look at certain elements that are restricting as a restriction not a progression because there's work to be done even in like you say the smaller areas of moving forwards again and i'm a firm believer that we're capable of doing anything we put our our minds to you know if you want to be able to come back from an injury that has been limiting you for so long you're only going to be able to come back better and stronger athlete by putting in the work that allows you to move past that restriction and a lot of the time it's more of a mental restriction than the physical restriction because i mean i i can put my hand up to this i mean i used to massively avoid deadlifts just because i've slipped a disc like three or four times doing so with a weight that was half my body weight but that was just simply because at that point i wasn't I wasn't more so into the whole strength and conditioning side of things that came a lot later on in my life um, where I started to progress and qualify through those things. But it was just more so that I associated a deadlift with not being progressive in bodybuilding at that point, because that was the emphasis of what I was targeting. I then go and do two or three discs multiple times. And then all of a sudden I now don't, and like everybody else, deadlifts are the devil. And realistically, you know, you get them right they're probably one of the best compound movements that you can ever, you know, you could ever perform all round as well. And I know that you'll agree with me on this one, but that being said, fast forward, say five, 10 years when I then started to gain the knowledge of what it looked like to incorporate something like that movement into a training program. I was very hesitant. Don't get me wrong at the very beginning, bringing it back in. I now understood the benefits of it. Again, growing as an individual, not using a a limiting restriction like my back being the problem. And it was more of a case of accepting that I had to stop going in with an ego and thinking that I've got to be the best of me all the time because I only get to be the best of me when I've trained to be that person. Starting at day one, I'm not going to have those capabilities. And I think for anybody moving forward, making a shift within your own identity, it's, it's understanding that you might be at level 100 in on in the alignment that you are with with the sport or the the bodybuilding even crossfit anything along the physicality side of things you might be at level 100 but coming back down to level one because you've got to change your approach i think is actually the more defining characteristic of knowing your identity to move forwards yeah a hundred percent um and it's also to do with sort of like when you know you've been performing at your peak or you've been at the best you've ever have, it's a massive ego check as well. Like coming back to that level one, but when you're going through those ranks again, you're going to look at things differently. You're going to learn them from a different aspect, look at them in a new positive light or how you could tweak them going forward. So my training when I was from like one month to nine months post-op, had to change i couldn't do plyometrics straight away i couldn't do a load of things so you you look at different modalities different methods to go back through those levels and i'd like to think when i got back to playing i was probably the strongest and fastest i'd ever been because i'd had to look into new new methods new modes of of training um and i think that has its benefit and that's the thing you've always got to look for that silver lining and and try and control that controllable and for me that was okay i can't do this now how can i replicate it how can i do something that will progress me i think that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people see when they when they come up against this limiting factor when they're trying to progress forwards um, and they start to question that whole identity scenario 
So like you said there, you know, you were able to say squat a very good amount of weight prior to any sort of restrictions with the knee. Then you have the injury and it's like, and I remember watching you go through rehab twice. Um, and I remember when this happened, seeing you being able to squat good weight, looking and thinking, you know what, it's a, he's a strong lad. He's, he's clearly obviously experienced in what he's doing, but then an injury then limiting you to be even just being able to do, I, I remember seeing you do all the rehab stuff, um, posting it quite openly on social media um, day to day. And you could tell that although there was a frustration there, going through the necessities to be able to come back a better athlete, I think that's the thing that a lot of people disregard when it comes when it comes to being challenged with something like even this pandemic right now. There are certain people that have stepped up and gone, you know what, I'm going to now show up massively. But then there are other people, and I can put my hand up to this, whereas I need a certain environment to, to perform in, in my best capability. Now, does that mean I could do other things? Yeah. Yes. You know, I have been saying for at least four to five weeks now, I'm going to start running. But I haven't just because it's not in my natural capability to want to do so. But it's knowing that, again, referring to your past injury and watching you rehab it, just sitting there doing a bodyweight seated extension for the, just for your need to get that mobility, that movement back in there. Doing that over and over, slowly progressing into slightly smaller weights, slightly heavier, more resistance with the bands, moving back into a seated. I watched you have your first seated extension, weighted cabled seated extension. And I just thought, you know what? At this point, this is what progression is. This is, this is an identity of somebody that does it. Your identity is that you don't give up, regardless of what the challenge is that's put in front of you. It's that whole, you know, I will win scenario. It's that I will win mentality. And that's the athlete identity that most people recognize within themselves. Now, what the challenge is, the challenge is actually, that's the restriction that you get to move past. And watching you move through those limiting times, I'll call them, because they're not, you know, it's not a change in life. It's just figuring out the best way, the best approach forward. But watching you move through that, what you said there was you came back the better athlete. And that's because you started to pay more attention to the details that allowed you to move forwards than realistically what it looked like to be a level 100 athlete. Well, first of all, I would say I don't ever class myself as a level 100 athlete. That's, that's very kind of you. You clearly never saw me play, did you? <laughs> <laughs> but touching on that, I want to say that I think we've spoken a, a lot about sport in that situation, but this is everyone in this current situation. Um, you, you can have that I will win mentality attitude without having to go to the gym, without doing that, making those small progresses. So anyone that's listening or watching, how can you have that I will win mentality within your life right now? There is a section in your life that the door is open and you can progress if it's getting from that couch to 5k if it's hitting 5,000 steps a day or eating two extra pieces of fruit there is that men that method that modality that room for improvement it doesn't need to be jumping up the mountain it doesn't need to be huge steps it will be that adding 500 grams onto my leg extension and doing that daily and daily will have that effect and i think it's how you can, you can fill a bath with a drop, a steady drop. 
keep that coming day and day and day. And as long as that plugs in, you're going to have a bath within a month. And that's how we can take that mentality to anything within life, nutrition, relationships, health, fitness, apply that steady drip. And that is where we can progress forward. I think that's the biggest thing to recognize and say is, is seeing the challenges that we do face as still a progressive situation that's being dealt. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a hand that we, we always hope for that's never dealt. But realistically speaking, and I think a lot of people look at injuries this way as well, like gym related injuries or um, just sort of day to day, day to day restrictions. You know, we, we come up with posture related issues, those kind of things. All these things from day to day, we look, yeah, we're both sitting up at this point. Um, we look at certain things as restrictions and never really sort of the outcome as to what it looks like to work past them. Uh, and we, then we look to sort of create this whole story around why it then limits us to be a better version of ourselves. And again, this can be falling back into what some people would call as poor nutritional habits, but it's more of a case of just not really understanding how to manage those and, and live and eat a specific way. Now, you know, the whole clean eating, which I don't like to refer to, um, the whole clean eating scenario isn't for everybody, but creating a sustainable way of eating should be for everybody and just having the knowledge to be able to do that again it falls down to the identity of the person are you willing to progress in something that's challenging you and have that i will win mentality or are you going to let the the limited restriction define the story that now you start to tell yourself day to day that you are now not athlete worthy you are now not successful worthy because what that really looks like at the end of it is accepting restriction accept, accepting that there's there's no more for you, whereas you've just not taken the time to say, actually, where can I benefit within this hand that I've been dealt? Now, three knee operations before the age of, say, 23. Yeah. And at that point, most athletes would say, I'm giving up. Most athletes would say, I'm giving up. But yet, me and you have trained in a gym, squatting, deadlifting, and not once has my knee being an issue. My knee this, my knee that, I can't. There was never an I can't. It was always a case of, you know, I will get better. I will understand this. I will take the precautions. And that might mean that we spend five, 10 minutes extra warming up, you know, mobilizing for an exercise, mobilizing for a movement. That's being sensible. Going straight in and loading a bar up to do a deadlift without any, any mobility whatsoever, you're asking for a limitation to creep up. So seeing you move, I've watched you physically as well as on social media. So I've physically watched you move through these methods that you've now created to allow you to produce an outcome that possibly after the third knee operation, you were saying to yourself, I'm never going to be able to X, Y, Z again because of this situation. But you're running daily. You're now pivoting the way that you approach your health and fitness due to the situation with the pandemic because you identify yourself as an athlete who is prepared to make a shift in looking towards areas I can be progressive in rather than accepting that I'm being restricted in. And that in itself is what I would class as the identity of a, an athlete that's prepared to win. 
because you're looking for the avenue all the time that's going to say, I will not be restricted. I will move forwards. I can progress. Yeah, granted, there are always going to be areas that we can still, you know, get better at, pay more attention to. Knowledge is infinite. But at the end of the day, if you're not applying the first thing to get you moving, don't look to the story that you're telling yourself that you have to then become somebody else or you are somebody else just because you haven't taken that first step in a new direction. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Awesome. So what I would like to say at this point is you've gone through some pretty challenging times with these, with these restrictions. Um, I can categorically say for myself as well that there have been numerous restrictions that I've gone through that's really made me challenge the identity as to the person, the athlete, whatever you want to consider yourself as. They've really allowed me to lean into the whole growth side of things. And it's how we look at, you know, growing as an individual. So my challenge to anybody that listens to this podcast now, watches this YouTube video, my challenge to anybody right now is to look for that one restriction that's holding you back and ask yourself, who am I? Because am I the person that's going to accept the story that, uh, that allows me to stay stuck in the position that I'm in now? Or do I, def do I identify as the person that's got a winning mentality that says, I will not be defeated, but I will find a way around. I will find a way forward. And I will create a new path for myself, regardless of how many times I have to do so. Because stopping being an athlete is the mindset of saying, I accept defeat. Because at that point, I don't think you can actively, progressively move forwards. Because the acceptance of saying I'm defeated is said to my, it, I know for myself, and I can speak for myself at this point, is saying that I'm now not prepared to prioritize me anymore. I'm now not prepared to look at what progression in my life looks like, you know, benefiting my health, benefiting nutrition, benefiting training. I've basically at that point said, I'm okay with not moving forward. I'm okay with accepting that my life is now going to be something inadequate of what it was in the past. I refuse to accept that anybody should really believe that that is a way to live. And I mean, if you've seen any of my social media and I'm quite sure Dan can stand behind this as well as that. I'm always the one to challenge what comes up in front. I'm always the one to say, you know what? I might not have all the skill sets. I might not know all of the answers, but give me time and I will. And it's more of a case of how you apply yourself in any situation moving forwards, regardless of losing yourself within a path that you know, this pandemic might have now created for you. You know, if that's a case of you've gained excess amount of weight but you're now telling yourself that because i don't have a gym that this is the way forward i fall into this category in the sense of the mindset because i haven't been attending the gym and i haven't been hitting home workouts as frequently as what i could do but what i did do was commit to 10k every day on a bike now that for me is a consistent way of me moving forward i'm still i've not gained weight i've not lost weight yes strength is questionable but when the stimulant has been removed, it's bound to be. It's more of a case of how are you going to look at that limiting factor and how are you going to benefit from it? Use that as a silver lining. Use that as a, as a, I don't want to say a motivating factor, but use it as 
use it as a as leverage to say at this point i get to be a better version of myself if i apply the lesson that's being shown to me right now yeah use it as that rationale yeah exactly so if you've got any more to add dan if not I think we've probably, I mean, we could talk about this um, for hours and hours. So let's, yeah, uh, I mean, this is something, I mean, this is something that we've got into many a times um, in person and online. So yeah. um, we'll do you the honor of not bending your ears anymore. <laughs> um, you, you guys, you can catch Dan on pretty much regularly on my stories on Instagram, um, yeah. but you can catch him on Instagram at Mr. Vanity Smith, yes, the man himself. If you don't stay around for his content, stay around for the banter. It's worth it. Um, you can also, I will put his details in the show notes of this podcast and also the YouTube description as well. Um, so if you want to go and catch up with Dan on his platform, by all means do so. Um, you, you, yeah, that's it. You'll be thankful for it. Trust me. Um, and I would just like to say thank you for sticking around. It's been a slightly longer one than usual. Um, but again, hoping to deliver that, that value, keeping it raw, keeping it real. And we hope to see you in the near future and I will see you next week. Speak to you soon. And that's a wrap on this podcast. Thank you for being present. As always, I've left my contact details in the show notes, so please feel free to reach out and connect. That's all I have for you today. I'll catch you in the next one.